Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums and art galleries. You guys, I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I'm about to fire up my group chat and book a trip because I literally love getting an amazing deal on a five-star hotel. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot think of anything better. Plus me, you know, I love the sun. I love to lay by a gorgeous pool, sipping a drink, knowing that I'm going to a fabulous restaurant that night. And I love that it won't be overcrowded. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. Hope everyone had a great uh, weekend. I just got my teeth whitened, so if I stop in the middle of speaking and cry in pain, it's because I'm getting a little zing. But I do love getting my teeth whitened. I seriously do think it's like such an easy way to get hotter. I will be blunt. So today I'm going to go through some pod and book recommendations that I consumed over Thanksgiving break, because I know you guys like when I go into detail there. And I did consume some great stuff. I had such a great week at home. It was so nice to be with all of my friends and just be in London. It's really the most magical, special place for me. So my first recommendation is Gia Tolentino on We Can Do Hard Things. And if you don't know, if you're not familiar with that pod, it's Glennon Doyle and Abby. And um, if you haven't read Untamed, what are you even doing with your life? It's so fucking good. And I just learned so much from it. And if you don't know who Gia Tolentino is, she's one of the most prestigious journalists of our day prestigious writers. I don't know if I should call her a writer or a journalist, but she's incredible. And she specializes in talking about the internet. So obviously, you know why I'm into her, but anybody would love her writing. She has a book called Trick Mirror. And if you haven't read it, I highly, 
highly, highly recommend it. It's a great book for over winter break when you're in the weird five days between Christmas and New Year's and you're just kind of at home. It's a fantastic book. It's one of my favorite books. She's also a writer for The New Yorker and I just love everything she writes. She's just a very, very, very smart person and I just think she's also cool and she gets it. So the reason that I like this podcast is because they talk about a lot of things that we speak about and there's a lot of great thought starters in there. I just want to mention a few. So one thing that they all talk about as a group is how there's a lot of paradoxical things and in, in life. And instead of trying to figure them out, we should just live in the paradox and kind of be comfortable with it. For example, watching Real Housewives but being a feminist. Instead of trying to figure that out and make excuses or or whatever, this is the example that they're talking about, you can just say, no, I, I watch Real Housewives and I'm a feminist or whatever. Not that I think that Real Housewives is particularly unfeminist, but that's that's an aside. And I really like that because there are so many paradoxes in life and so many that I struggle with and that I try to work out. And I love the idea of just kind of saying that we live in paradox and that's just how it is. I'll give you an example from my own life that I want to talk to you guys about further, but I haven't quite collected my thoughts, which is the male validation paradox. So I really, really try hard not to seek male validation. And yet I love when men think I'm sexy or I wear things because I know men will think it's sexy. And that's like a really difficult conundrum for me and something that I go back and forth on because I'm such a staunch feminist and I my entire platform is about lifting women up and giving them the inspiration to be strong, be happy on their own, etc. And I don't think that we need to seek validation from men, but at the same time, I do. And I think a lot of us do. I get the question all the time, how do I stop seeking validation for men? And it's layered. And just because it's a paradox, it doesn't mean we can't discuss it and have a really interesting discussion. But that is kind of one of mine, which I always think about. So I like the idea of just living in paradox. Another interesting point from the podcast that they discuss is that you have to have experiences to become the person that you want to be. And I really really related to this. So I think that the example they were using is Glennon was talking about how she was in a sorority and she's obviously a a really big feminist too. And she had a kind of like an anti-feminist experience in her sorority, I gathered. She was like, I was singing these songs about like boys fucking us and like doing all this stuff. And it's like, so not who I am. And she was kind of cringing at herself. And then I believe it's Abby who says, yeah, but you had to go through that to become the person and the feminist you are today. And I really, really like that because I think especially in the age of the internet, we have a tendency to, you know, more than cringe, just like decimate our past selves and be like, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe I wore that. I can't believe I said that. And it's like, well, every choice that you've made in your life has led you to where you are today. So if you're in a spot, a pretty good spot today, that's a result of every choice that you made, including some missteps, right? I'll use an example from my own life. I genuinely think that being mean in the past to me, like being a little bit of a mean girl and being like, well, wait, I don't actually feel good when I do this made me the person I am today, which is way more compassionate, someone who tries to be friendly and make people feel welcome. Look, some people, maybe they're born perfect, but most of us have to try on different things to find out who we want to be. So I I don't know. I I really like that way of looking at it. Like you really have to have experiences to become the person you want to be. And like even for me, I had to be like a raging 
boy chaser, loser, like obsessed with boys who hated me in my 20s so that I could write my book and so that I could be the person that I am today. So I really like that. I loved this thing that Gia said, which is very specific to my life because I'm also a person on the internet to a bigger degree than her. I mean, she's obviously a writer, but she just spends a lot of time on the internet. And she was saying how her internet life has to be smaller than her real life. And sorry to talk about myself again, but that is something that I'm slowly shifting. I think for the first couple of years of being an influencer, I my internet life was bigger than my real life to the point where I felt like I just lived online and everything that I was doing in my real life was kind of serving my content. So it's like even if I was going on a date, I was just thinking about how I was going to make a TikTok about it. Or if I was with my friends, I just wanted to take pictures so I could put it online so that people would know I was hanging out with my friends. And around the time of Tweetgate and cancellation and everything, I I mean, it, it wasn't immediate because like for so long after that, I was I was just in survival mode and I was so depressed and I was just trying to get through. Um, but, you know, now like a year and a half on, I think... I've really realized how important this is. And Gia articulates it so well. Like your offline life has to be bigger than your online life. And I think that that's true for all of us because we all spend so much time online and you can relate it back to your life any way you want. You can think, okay, well, you know, maybe I don't have to spend the entire time at this party like trying to get an Instagram picture or it doesn't really matter like how many likes my TikTok got or whatever it may be. Or it's just that you spend more time with your friends than you do scrolling on TikTok or whatever it is. And if you remember, one of my big resolutions this year was to create experiences and carve out major time for my friends and family. And I did it like really, really worked on that all year. And you guys, I can't tell you how much happier I am. I I really have felt such a difference. And I actually have a list in my phone of like people in each city that I don't see all the time. And I so whenever I land in New York, I'm like, okay, I have a free morning. Let me go carve out time and go to Pilates with Annabelle or something and really create space and really think about it and plan it as maniacally as I plan my work schedule. And it has just been incredible all the way up to things like planning Costa Rica for 10 of my friends, going to the Hamptons for a month so that I could gather people and this year I made my offline life bigger than my online life. And that did I see a is my content shittier? I don't know, you guys tell me. Is is my am I getting less views and likes? Maybe, but it feels so much better to me. And I just I she perfectly articulated that, so that was really cool. She also said the best moments in life are unrecorded and can't be monetized. Again, this hit home so hard for me. She was saying how the best moments in life are when you're like drinking wine on your friend's couch and you didn't mean to have a deep conversation, but then you have this like crazy deep conversation and you kind of go to new heights and you just can't believe that you're having this conversation and you don't even really remember what it was about because it was so deep and so intense, but it's like that. those are the best moments. Or when you're like at a club and you are not recording your phone. You're just like dancing your fucking ass off. You're at a music festival. You're with your friends. You're you're by the beach. You're playing with your friends, doing whatever. Those are the best moments. And this is super hard as someone whose livelihood is dependent on creating basically a show of my life and and sharing everything and you know making it look pretty. But I think as I got older, this is just so important to me. And I 
I don't know. I thought it was just so beautifully said. The best moments in life are unrecorded and can't be monetized. Like the rich mom walk. I mean, yeah, it could be recorded. Like people took pictures, whatever. But you can't capture like the feeling of just like walking with a group of girls, if you know what I mean. And then she said something that I really, really liked. I'm literally obsessed with her. I'm like single white female about Gia Tolentino. She said she's really into animal pleasure. And that that is me. I, <laughs> that's not very deep point. But I just thought that was so well said because it's like she loves to party. She loves to eat. She loves to go see music. She loves to be with her kids. Like, And that is exactly how I feel. I feel like I'm very into animal pleasure. And I think Next year, one of my resolutions is going to be to lean into that even more. So it's like enjoying food, enjoying sex, enjoying all these like great earthly pleasures. Because like at the end of the day, this is all we have. Um, so highly, highly recommend that podcast episode. And uh, shout out to Megan for recommending it to me. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. It's so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com that's Z-O-L-A dot com. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. 
Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash Tinks. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEETINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks okay so the next wreck i have for you guys is ghosts by dolly alderton it is a fiction work of fiction it's kind of like if the shift not if the shift were fiction but it's kind of like if a lot of the stuff we talk about on this pod were a fiction book that's what it would be like talk about dating you talk about how weird modern dating is I don't worry there won't be any spoilers in here um but I just wanted to say that it is an interesting read (laughs) I highly recommend there are some frustrating parts but I think they're designed to be frustrating like I think the main character is designed to be a little bit frustrating she's a woman in her 30s and she's basically dealing with the splinter era as we call it on this pod essentially some of her friends I mean most of her friends are getting married and the book illustrates how you can feel so disconnected to your friends when they go into that like domestic bliss time and you're still out there single and you feel really weird around them, how some people are still out there partying, how some people are still figuring out how to use dating apps for the first time, and just how weird modern dating is, like all the rules and all of the weird kind of patterns that we've created. So it's really good. I would be interested to see what you guys think I don't know I'm torn on the main character because sometimes I like agree with her and I'm like yeah like sometimes people who are married are really like they lack a self-awareness and it can be really hurtful and then sometimes I'm like you're coming across a little bitter 
but that's true for basically every single person, right? Where half the time we're like, you're so out of touch, like the shit that you talk about. And then half the time you're like, wait, am I jealous? Like, it's just a, it's just a fine line. So I really recommend the book. If you read it or listen to it, tell me what you think. I think it's great. I love Dolly Alderton. I've also read her book, Dear Dolly, and she's a fellow advice giver. So I love to hear how other people give advice. And then also Everything I Know About Love, which was her first book. I think Dear Dolly was actually my favorite of the three that I've read so far. Okay, the next book that I have to recommend for you guys is called I'm a Fan by Sheena Patel. Guys, you need to read this book. It's incredible, okay? It's so fucking good. Again, no spoilers, don't worry. It's about a woman who is entangled in a stressful situationship with a very manipulative dickhead. And I loved it because it's an entertaining, sad work of fiction. But the reason that I was so taken with it is how well she portrays what it means to be obsessed with someone on the internet. Namely, again, this isn't giving anything away. She, in the book, like a main plot line is her being obsessed with another woman that this guy is involved with and how she stalks her and how she looks at her Instagram. I just have never read such a great account of what it's like to be completely obsessed on the internet. And we've all been there. I've been there way more times than I would like to admit where I'm completely obsessed with someone. One of my exes, like I don't even check on him anymore, but I check on his ex because I got so addicted to checking on her when we were in our relationship and I actually am like obsessed with her and I like fantasize about running into her and becoming friends with her like which is so fucking weird but I loved how the author so perfectly depicts what it is like to literally refresh Instagram to be like is there going to be a circle around her Instagram story so it's really incredible and also just about being a woman and being not wanted by someone and the lengths we will go to try and see them. And just, I just thought it was a very honest portrayal of obsession, not in a creepy way, just in a way that if we're all being honest with each other, we've all done that. We've all done crazy shit to try and see a guy. We've all accepted less than we deserve, yada, yada, yada. You know my spiel. So I really, really highly recommend this book as well. The last recommendation I have is Todd Rose on the world's first podcast with Aaron and Sarah Foster. Okay, if you re- if you've been listening for a while, you know that I was obsessed with the first time Todd Rose came on their podcast. So he's back and I just want to go through a few of the points because I was so taken that I wrote like a, bit, a whole page of notes. So the part that I found most interesting is they talked a lot about success and success is social they say so we do care what people think we do care if people think that we're doing well in our job if we have a fancy car if we have a house and whatnot but they also said that having a meaningful life having purpose wanting to do work that positively impacts other people and wanting to be actively involved in your community those are the things that actually make you feel successful and because I'm a fucking raging narcissist, I'm going to make this about me again. I'm just going to give examples because I think it's sometimes helpful when people do that. So for me this year, I noticed how quickly successful moments faded from my mind. And I'm going to be so honest with you guys. Like writing a book was the dream of my life. Like actually the dream of my life. I mean, I hoped I would do it, but I never knew if I would. And it was just like, putting it out into the world, getting the response that it did, meeting you all on tour was like truly like the best time of my life. 
But I was shocked at like how quickly it faded from my mind. And I didn't feel proud of myself about it anymore. Like I was like, Tinks, you're not doing anything like for the second half of the year. Like you don't have any big projects, like you're a loser. And like, especially in the last couple months, I feel like I've been just like working on my pod and my show and I haven't had any like big things. And my mom kept saying like, you wrote a book this year. Like you, you literally wrote a book. Like that's good. You're good. And I was just like, I just feel like I'm, I don't know. I just feel like I'm kind of like not doing anything. I feel like I'm lame and I'm falling behind. And she was like, you need a reality check. And then I went on the walk with everyone in London and I felt so fulfilled and so happy and so successful to use their word. And it really resonated that they were like, it's because it's like to do with community. And I also think that that's why I love the radio show so much is because it really feels community driven. Like it really feels like everybody cares and everybody, not only is it two community members talking to each other in front of everybody else, but it's like the messages that I get after of people weighing in and being like, you know, can you tell that girl that like I went through the same thing or like you said the right thing to her, like that was good advice, whatever. I don't know. It just feels very community based. And I think that that's why it makes me feel so happy and fulfilled. Like it makes that shit makes me feel way more successful than like when I go to get a good brand deal for a lot of money or whatever. And again, all just good things to think about going into the new year and planning your life. They also said that achieving things that matter to you and having people recognize you for who you really are is very important. We think that people will judge our success on money, but people actually judge you on how happy you are, which is so crazy. And they said we are only as happy as our connections and that social media only gives the whiff of connection. It creates illusion, but it's not real, which again, whoa, like was such a crazy moment for me because it's so true. It's like when you think about how you judge people, you really do think about how happy they are. Like you don't think, oh, you know, they're married. So like they're better than me or, oh, like they have a good job. So whatever. You really think at the end of the day about like how happy they are. And that's what matters. And just to go back to the thing that they said before about people recognizing you for who you really are. Sorry to make it about me this whole time. I think part of the reason that I have such a hard time with certain trolls or certain things that are said is because I feel like I'm misunderstood when it's like, obviously, some people are just going to misunderstand you, but it's kind of it's kind of like the inverse of having people realize, um, recognize you who, for who you really are. And I think that that's why it's so upsetting to me when I feel misunderstood, basically. But it's so important and achieving things that matter to you. So again, for me, writing a book was so important that really made me feel accomplished. Okay, they also said if you are true to yourself, you feel successful if you achieve on what matters to you. No amount of success on what other people think matters correlates with life satisfaction. That's really interesting. So I guess my question or like my thoughts started all of you guys when you're writing your resolutions or when you are, you know, thinking about your year reflecting, it's like, what are the things that matter to you? Not the things that your parents told you mattered, not the things that society tells you that matters, like what really matters to you and work on how to achieve in those verticals. This was a crazy thing they said. Unwillingness to be true to ourselves causes unhappiness. That is so true. And I think that it takes a lot of time to uncover what we really want because 
for basically our whole childhoods, we're just basically sponges and we're hearing what our parents are saying. We're hearing what our school is saying. We're hearing what our friends are saying. And I don't think it's until your your mid to late 20s that you start kind of really uncovering who you really are and what your desires are, which is why it's so crazy that people expect people in their 20s to have it all figured out and why I think it's so I I think for me, it would have not worked if I had gotten married in my 20s because I've just evolved so much as a person. Not to say that you can't evolve with a person, but it's just there's so much growth that happens in your 20s. We are wired to belong. People want to belong to things, which I definitely agree with. We want to be involved. We really want to be involved. So I guess, look, there's so much more detail, but I'm going to save it for you guys. Please go listen to it. It's it's an awesome episode where they talk about everything. I think what I took away from it is like really listening to what I think is important. And I will be real with you guys. I've been a bit struggling with social media lately. I've been kind of like, I wish that I could just kind of fade that a little bit and just focus on writing and focus on my radio show and my pod. Because I think that those things matter to me more. That's basically what this podcast made me realize is like I feel better when I do a show or when I do a piece of writing. By the way, I did a piece of freelance writing that's coming out, um, I think, actually tomorrow online. And it would mean a lot to me if you guys read it. It's just a short story. It's true. It's a it's nonfiction. But um, I'm really excited. So I'll post on my Instagram if you guys read it. I It's like funny. I hope. Anyway. I feel more accomplished when I do that or when I do a good radio show a million times more than getting like a viral video on TikTok. And that took me three and a half years to figure out, which is kind of an insane amount of time. But, you know, day by day, we work on ourselves. We try to get better and better. Also so important about the community. And and trust me, like I, I tried to do it a lot this year with the meeting up in person, but that is a huge point on my list for next year is how can I create community IRL because it's just exponentially more beneficial to everybody if we just get in person and we talk and we chill and we vibe and it just it's nice it's really nice to feel it like I do strongly believe that the breakdown in community in our modern society is a key driving factor of loneliness and of the rising rates of anxiety and depression not to toot our own horn but I bet everybody who came to the walk on Saturday morning in London had a great day because it just sets you off. Not only are we outside doing something physical, you're making new friends. I would say over half the people came alone, which is, you know, so great and so brave and so cool. And they all were like, oh, it's not scary. It's good. And imagine if we could do that more and more and you can make friends and like so many people exchanged numbers and I don't want to do it in a forced, like cheesy way, like an influencer being like, I care about my community. I deeply, deeply care about these things. And I, I feel lonely sometimes too. Like I, I, that's why I I think I struggle in LA so much is because I feel so alone when I go out of my door, I don't see anybody. And that's why I love New York is because I go downstairs. I see my, my doorman. I say, what up? We vibe. You go outside. And even though New York is a harsh place in a lot of ways, I do feel that there is a massive sense of community because it is such a harsh place. And I think that's why I feel so happy here. So anyway, just musings. Don't forget to start writing your resolution list because, you know, it's always good to get ahead of them. So you kind of don't rush them at the end. But I hope you enjoyed my recommendations. And if you guys ever have any books or podcast episodes, shoot them to me because I'm always looking for good media to consume. All right. I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Go 
spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go. And I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming. And ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code tanks on Roback.com for a a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.